0: Okay, there we go. I see the recording going. Welcome to a new episode of Dumb Stupid Talking. I am Lucas Shea, and I'm joined by my co-host, Devin Shea. Are you going to say hi?
1: Hi, Devin Shea here.
0: (laughs) Okay, so, uh, new episode. Um, Same old shit, though. Uh, (laughs) We're going to do reviews, we're going to do rants, and we're even going to slide a commercial into it. So, let's start off with reviews. Devin, do you have a review for
1: us? yes i do yes so i started watching the uh rupaul's uh, drag race um series and um i love it uh i i don't know i never thought i'd be a rupaul drag race fan but um each week she's got um a whole set of drag queens that come Mm -hmm. in and um she gives them like a series of little contests Right. And, you know, the ones that make it all the way to the end, like she eliminates one each week, kind of like the mask Singer, but a different, you know, different activities that they do. But same format. They have something to have to do. She decides who, you know, gets kicked off the show and right. then all the way down to the end until they are the drag superstar of the year. And um so I started watching, and I actually watched it accidentally the first time because I taped the show uh before it. And so I caught like the last 10 minutes of it. And um I just thought, wow, this is really interesting. That beautiful woman is getting a prize. <laughs> and so <laughs> at first I didn't realize, and then I'm like, hey, wait a minute. So um we started uh, you know, went back to the first season and i started watching from the first season because it's on paramount plus and um just saw how it developed over time do you know she's been on like 15 seasons 15 years and um the the tests have gotten kind of more and more interesting as she goes along in the beginning it was very basic and then um you know now she's got them doing like commercials for her and who who does the best commercial and she has them making up little skits and do little dances and do a little comedy show
0: this is like a contest like uh like america's got talent or something where they all come on and compete so What do they win?
1: They win Dreg's Superstar of the Year. Well, they usually won.
0: Okay. okay,
1: In the beginning, she started off giving them like $50,000, but now it's up to, I think, $250,000 in the 15th season. They get $250,000 cash. They get like a year of makeup. They get uh, some other prizes that she has, um, just different Uh things. Each year, it was something different um, based on whoever's sponsoring the show that year. Uh, one year it was like a whole year of absolute vodka, <laughs> and one year it was a lifetime supply of vodka. I thought, well,
0: I gotta but, to um, be honest. I, I think I need a year <laughs> supply of vodka to watch this freaking
1: show. <laughs> no, you should you should watch it. It's really interesting, just how how these what's people. What's so interesting transform. about? I don't understand.
0: Like, what's so interesting? Okay, about because
1: it? you have fat people, skinny people, tall people, short people, and. All these different types of guys that are, they're usually all gay. Uh, I think in one season, they had one straight guy that dressed up in drag and, and did his little entertainment. And, and he was
0: eliminated in the first episode, I bet.
1: <laughs> no, the third episode, though. Okay. And um, I don't know. I just found interesting stuff about drag queens, which I never knew. Um, I mean, just-
0: I, I had nothing against the lifestyle. I just, I, I don't see why I'd want to watch contest where everybody's competing to be drag queen of the year or whatever i just i don't i don't know i don't get it like
1: um you know it's it's funny at times at times it's sad they tell their little story about you know how they weren't accepted when they were young or their parents threw them out when they found out they were gay other people say how their parents supported them from day one and or they always knew that they were gay or and and i found out that you don't have to be gay to be a drag queen but it helps it it does help a lot. <laughs> and um, not all gay people want to be drag queens either, because some people come into the contest and you realize they're not very good drag queens. They don't sing well. They don't dance. Mainly, they don't have to sing. They lip sync to different songs. But um, anyway, you should just catch it one time. Um, it's interesting who ends up winning by the end of the show. It seems it's almost like Top Chef. because it's not necessarily the best drag queen that wins just like in top chef. It's not the best cook. It's mm-hmm. the one who could take the pressure and the stress that by the end of the season hasn't just like broken down and been like, I can't take this anymore and just start screwing up. But, um, I don't know. Well, I kind of, I'm getting into different contest shows like top chef and hell's kitchen and and drag race.
0: All right. I'll make you a deal. If someone steals my laptop, <laughs> and every streaming channel is out except that one and that's the only thing on and i have nothing else to do i'll give an episode a chance but I, it just well, like you like don't, I said,
1: I've, you don't I've even got need against it. i
0: just i just doesn't like i don't really I don't know. I don't find beauty contests interesting. I don't find most talent shows interesting. Okay,
1: but what about the the behind-the-scenes stuff? That's the part I think I I find the most interesting is the personal stories, um, you know, behind the scenes. And also, of course, I always want to know where they get that jewelry from. Where they get those wigs from. (laughs) You probably don't care about that part, but – Um, You know, it's just interesting to me that there's this whole process that they go through to dress up Mm -hmm. in different drag. And um, it's you don't have to have a streaming service because the latest season, I think the 15th season is on regular cable TV. So you could watch one of those shows. You should just check Check out like one show and just see if you don't like it in the first 15 minutes, then it's not for you. But do you watch any of the contest shows like Hell's Kitchen or Top Chef or? I don't no, know.
0: I mean, I used to kind of watch Hell's Kitchen. Um, uh-huh. And I sometimes still watch clips of it on YouTube or something. Uh,
1: uh-huh.
0: But after a while, I just kind of feel like it's.
1: It's the same thing. kind of the same thing.
0: All right. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're throwing everybody in and yeah. they've got some people who are talented. They got some people who just happen to get there because they're lucky. Right um they try to like make it as stressful as possible because they want them to all crack and, and kind of like it because <laughs> yep. it makes for good television if they're if they're it's like true. having their um outbursts and yeah uh, they're not getting along and yeah uh I, I mean i remember when mtv's the real world first came out way back uh-huh. what was it the 90s yeah and one of the criticisms of the first season was everybody got along so they're like well this isn't really compelling television so then f- from that season onward, they yeah. actually went out trying to find people that would sort of be like a little... Uh abrasive?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So
0: that it would kind of like cause friction between everybody and then, you know, it's better yeah. television, so.
1: <clears throat> yeah, you know, and I got to say, um all right, so I have this theory about yeah. I'm going to call it the Russell, okay?
0: The Russell, okay.
1: Uh-huh. N- nothing to do with anybody we know. I worked for this one company and the first day I got there, I usually like to kind of um you know, it was a new job, new to the job, i like to kind of check out the team dynamics first before jumping in. You don't want to be like, you know, with with the screw up. Um, You want to be friends with the people who are doing real well and the boss likes. So I usually sit back and just kind of see the dynamics and see what's happening. So the first day I get there, the woman whose place I was taking over, uh, she was getting ready to leave. So she was going to kind of train me for two weeks to show me what she was doing. And then I was going to take that job on. So the first day she says to me, um, okay, so we have a contractor, Russell, and he, stay away from him. He smells, he's, uh, you know, he comes over and bothers you when you're trying to work. He's always screwing up. Um, And so she tells me this whole long list of everything this guy does wrong constantly. And I noticed over the next two weeks a pattern that anytime something happened, like, oh, somebody deleted the production database. Oh, must have been Russell. He was working last night. (laughs) Everything was blamed on Russell. okay? Okay. And I realized, you know, the poor Russell. I mean, I don't know if he really did was a total screw up, but they got rid of him before before my two weeks was finished. He was out. Yeah. And then it seemed like then it was the next person was Teresa. Oh, now Teresa's the screw up. Teresa's doing everything wrong. You know, Teresa's the problem. Doesn't she get on your nerves about this? And I realized they always have to have a Russell. I don't (laughs) want to be Russell, right? right? But you always have to have that person that everybody's using as a scapegoat and everybody hates or doesn't get along with. There's always a Russell. I mean, so one of the things about these shows I've noticed is, there's always a Russell. There's always mm-hmm. somebody mm-hmm. that you just love to hate. And and you're like, I hope they don't win, you know, I because they're whatever. They're mean, you know, right. they're rude. They don't deserve it, whatever. But, yeah, if they didn't have Russell on the show, it would be a boring show. You don't, you don't want to see a show where everybody's like, oh, you're my best friend. Oh, you know, right, we're going right. to get along. So, but, yeah, I can understand it. But I'm telling you, there's always a Russell. I just never want to be the Russell. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay so
0: all right. Don't be the Russell.
1: Review. That's my right. review.
0: Got it. <laughs> all right. Uh, my review. actually, before I get to my review, I I got to give you some bad news. Our guest canceled.
1: No. Uh,
0: Mel Gibson oh. was going to come on, and he was oh going to God. discuss anti-Semitism. Is it really a bad thing? <laughs> that that I, so you can funny. guess what his take was going to be on that subject. Yeah. So. Yeah. Unfortunately, he canceled. I got a pretty drunken voicemail message from him where he told me, "So anyway,
1: was he shouting? Yes, and he said he
0: he hopes I get raped by a pack of and then the phone cut off.
1: Oh my god!
0: So I don't know what he was going to say. Anyway, I'm sorry. We'll try to reschedule him at a later date. Anyway, (laughs) sorry about that, everyone. Um, We'll try to get Mel back on in a later show. Anyway, Uh, anyway. uh, I guess I should do my review. Yep. I'm going to review a movie that is actually up nominated for a Best Picture, which maybe by the time this episode airs, it'll already have had the Academy Awards. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. It's called Tar. <laughs> tar? Tar. T-A-R?
1: Well, it's T-A-R. T-A-R,
0: but it's like the, the, the A has like that little like dash over top of it, the little, uh-huh. you know,
1: Tar. The little- yeah.
0: Tar, uh, written and directed by Todd Field, who actually used to be an actor. I mean, maybe he still is. I don't know. But yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He, I only found out about the movie. I was listening to his interview on another podcast, which I'm not going to plug here. He has written and directed three movies in the past 20 years, uh-huh. and all three of them have been critically acclaimed. Um, I don't know why he only does three in 20 years. I guess, you know, he's kind of like me. He's, you know, slow. So,
1: oh, I was going to say picky, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> well, that's who probably. Yeah.
0: So, um, Tar is uh, star as Kate Blanchett uh-huh. and. She's pretty much the only known person in a movie. I don't know who anybody else in the movie is. It's it's, it's not like it's got a bunch of name actors in it, a bunch of unknowns, but they're all good. She plays a world famous conductor who is sort of navigating this world of like where she's in this position of power and she's um, she's trying to maintain a relationship with uh, this woman and and who has a child Uh who's also in her orchestra. Um, and she's also kind of having uh, love affairs with other people that she sort of like the meets other these woman young- is
1: or or Kate Blanchett is having Kate Blanchett affairs. is
0: Kate Blanchett okay. is right. she's like the conductor who's sort of like she'll fixate on somebody who's young and talented and then she'll uh-huh. um, kind of use her power and influence to kind of start a relationship with them. And then when uh-huh. it gets a little too like where the other person is like getting a little too emotionally attached, she kind of cuts them loose kind of thing. Oh, and um, most of the movie is set in Berlin where she lives and kind of works. Uh, there's a lot going on, though. Um, I would say that like when the movie started, like the first 10 minutes was just kind of her talking during sort of like this fictional interview she's giving. And, and
1: is it supposed to be modern day or is it like years ago? It's modern day. OK.
0: And there's, there's a lot going on. She's uh, well, when the movie starts, she's like talking and talking and talking. And I was like, what the hell is this? I <laughs> do not watch, you know, a, an yeah. hour and a half interview with a fictional character where she's just kind of talking about her craft and how she got right, started. Right. And, but then it gets into the story and she's um, well, first of all, she's always good really in movies. Yeah. She um, is
1: good.
0: It's, it's very multi-layered and there's a lot going on. And there's a lot of sort of psychological suspense, huh? but really the story is about how um, people in power can very easily abuse that power and how it can all kind of come crashing down on them. Oh,
1: okay. I that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's I, interesting. I, I really liked
0: it. It really it really kept my interest. Uh, I liked her. I liked the other characters. Uh-huh. Um, it kind of gets a little weird at the end. <laughs> it's yeah. like one of those uh, what the fuck moments at the end where you're like, what the, wait, what, the, what just happened? Um but um I actually went online to kind of go like, all right, why did they show that? But anyway.
1: Hmm. Um you like weird ending movies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean it the ending is kind of uh, appropriate, but I didn't really understand. Um uh-huh. I don't want really to give away that any twists, but you kind of think the movie's going one way and then uh-huh. it kind of goes another way.
1: Huh.
0: But anyway, it is nominated for best picture. I don't know that's gonna win it. It might. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So
1: I'll check uh, that out. I'm just
0: looking at some of, the, i I know definitely Top Gun Maverick is not going to win Best Picture, which is that's also nominated. I don't
1: understand. Oh my that. god, I don't either. Uh, I
0: yeah. mean, it, all of all the movies that you could say, do we really need a sequel to this? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. How right. did Top Gun? How did someone go? We need a sequel to Top Gun. We there's too many unanswered questions about Maverick. Yeah. And I don't know what's happening with him thirty years <laughs> later or forty years <laughs> later. But, yeah did he ever get over that
1: loss of his best friend you know
0: (laughs) i don't know i haven't seen a movie but i'm gonna guess no
1: yeah i Um, haven't seen the movie either but i'm gonna guess it's it's just not a real thinker you know it seems to me it's it's um they they say okay let's have you know car crashes and plane crashes and you know arguments and more plane crashes and you know, some sort of, you know, conflict between two, two macho guys. And then it all works out in the end. So put that in a movie and, and let's have a lot of good, you know, explosion scenes and let's write that. And I,
0: I probably will they, get around to watching it. I just, if everything that's out there, I'm always looking for something different. And like, when I see the, yeah. the trailer for Top Gun Maverick, I'm like, okay, yeah. so let me guess. Um He's going to have to go on a mission <laughs> that they don't want him to go on. And he's uh-huh. going to like break the rules to, to get it done. And then the yeah. going to go, okay, Maverick. Yeah, you came through for us, buddy. You're always breaking those rules. Well, this Uh time we're going to let it go because you came through.
1: That's (laughs) right. Yeah. I'm more into like the drama, Um, you know, not necessarily like all the macho crash stuff and explosion stuff, but I like a good drama, you know, something that really you get into and and it makes you think kind of like, oh, I got to Like maybe there was this old movie called Apartment Zero. Do you remember this movie?
0: I do remember that movie. Yes, that was a good movie.
1: It was a great movie. It was a great movie. And you know, now I ask people, you know, oh, have you seen this movie? Most of them are like, no, never heard of it. And of course you can't find it you know, anywhere because it's such a long time ago. But I think back then in the early years, you know, maybe sixties, seventies, eighties even, um, you know, it was all like psychological drama. Now it's all yeah. like CGI and crashes and, you know, just no no story, just basic fluff.
0: Anyway, check out Tar.
1: I will. I will. It sounds interesting, actually. Yeah, um, no, I think you'd like it. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, it's
0: that time when I got to do a commercial to pay the bills.
1: All right. <laughs> I say
0: pay the bills, it's like, yeah, this is not really paying much of anything. But anyway, I did get some free books out of it, so that's good. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah. Vintage City Publishing, they are our sponsor. They're only sponsor at the moment. Come on, Coca-Cola, call us. <laughs> um, Vintage City Publishing, I, they still have not sent me any ad copy. I said, listen, you got a bunch of authors working for you. Yeah. They wrote back and said, look, we're too busy writing books. Just wing it.
1: <laughs> oh, no.
0: <laughs> so I'm going to wing it. Um, okay. I am finished with the one book, um, Kill Your Heroes by Slade Grayson, a uh-huh. Vintage City publisher, author. Uh-huh. and oh my god it was funny i laughed out loud yeah um they somebody better snatch this up for a movie or maybe an amazon series or something it's really good i really like it super villain takes the place of a superhero he's not really an evil guy he's uh, mm-hmm. he's sort of a narcissistic shallow kind of guy who's just uh-huh. sort of become a super villain for easy cash and fame mm-hmm. and then he accidentally kills this superhero and decides to take his place in order to cover it up Mm -hmm. and uh then the hijinks ensue so
1: okay (laughs) i
0: i really liked it um Uh but vintage city publishing does a bunch of other books too they have other authors um timothy Uh johnson nick DeWolf. Uh they do horrors science fiction fantasy Mm -hmm. dark fantasy Uh superhero fiction whatever that's considered i guess a Kind of fantasy i don't know i don't know anyway i am digging through the books i really like the stuff so mm-hmm. check them out they're available on amazon vintage city publishing nick de Timothy johnson Slade grayson check those guys out okay okay cha-ching okay. all right that's our money for that commercial Yay. all right so <laughs> rant number one you ready
1: i'm ready i'm ready yeah. okay so i want to rant about um pharmacy drug prices um, oh, interesting. Well, one of the reasons why I want to rant about it is I've had trouble getting my medications and my daughter's medications this past mm-hmm. month. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it's the drug company, if it's the doctor, if it's the whole process, insurance, what. But something's messed up. Um, OK, I'm out of my blood pressure medication. And you would think that Mm -hmm. that would be something they would want me to be on all the time. Um, You know, you're not supposed to stop even one day. You're not supposed to skip. The beginning of the year, I had new insurance. You know, usually the company gets a new insurance policy, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's cheaper for them, I guess. So the new insurance says we have to get um, a three-month supply and it has to come to us through the mail. Now, I never liked doing it this way. Um, for various reasons, I have good reason for not doing it this way. But you know, they're like, no, no, you have to do it this way. We're not going to let you go and keep getting it one month at a time at the drugstore. Uh, it's cheaper this way. You get mm-hmm. three months and you pay the same copayment that you would pay for one month. Okay. Okay. So my doctor supposedly calls in or faxes in because they don't call. Faxed in. Uh, a list of my medications that my blood pressure medication my uh, stomach medication you know all of them I won't go into every single one but um, for three months so I got my original uh, three months worth but this was actually back in December so um, okay. I didn't notice you know I figured out oh, I got three months I'm taking them taking them taking them I have them in a little like pill carrier thing so I just like fill it up and then when the bottles empty I'm just thinking, okay, well, the new one's coming in the mail, right? So I've got at least two weeks supply. Everything's good. Well, I forget about it. And I'm down to my last couple of days. And I realize, hey, wait a minute. Uh, they didn't send me the blood pressure medication. Why not? And so I look online because you can go online and check. Mm-hmm. And it shows that um, it's been canceled. So I call up the, uh, I'll say, CBS Care Mark. <laughs> I'm gonna okay. go ahead and name names. Sure. I call them up and they say, Oh yeah, we tried to get in touch with your doctor. Uh they didn't refill this, so we don't have permission. You should call the doctor. I call mm-hmm. the doctor. The doctor says, I sent that in. I don't know what they're talking about. I sent it in with all your other, you know, prescriptions. Um, okay, well, I'll send it in again. So I call Caremark back and I say, okay, my doctor says she sent this in. So how right. come I didn't get it? Where is it? Can I just go? I had like two days still left i was like i can't wait for you guys to like put this stuff together mail it to me you know and wait i need the blood pressure medication like now so can i just go to the drugstore and just pick some up there they're like no uh you have a 90-day supply so you can only get it through caremark the mail service you can't go to your regular drugstore and just get it not even one month supply so i'm out right so okay. I call them and I'm like, okay, listen, can you overnight it to me? What's what's the deal? It says in process. It said in process for a week now. Right. So what's the process? What's happening? Oh, yeah, we're going to um, expedite this. It's it's it, it's on its way. It's coming. I'm like, it doesn't do any good if I'm out of it right now. I need right. it right now. When I used to go to the drugstore every month to get it, I didn't have a problem because if there's a problem, you know, I knew about it right away. Sure. So... That's one screw up. I still don't have my blood pressure medication. I looked online to see where it is, and it's for some reason it's in Washington, and I don't mean D.C. I mean it's across the country, and it's it's
0: it's being shipped from there or yeah. sent there.
1: No, no, it's um, being it's, from there. it's it's in transit, and that's where it is. So I'm thinking it's going to be a while before it gets here. Sure. <laughs> Even if it's flying, we're having like weather stuff going on. You know, right. I don't know. So so that's one thing. So that's me. I'm getting migraines because I'm off my blood pressure medication. Um, if I end up in the hospital with a stroke, it's because they didn't give me my stupid medication. So then we're on my daughter's medication. Okay. Okay. She is out of one of her strongly needed
0: mm-hmm.
1: antipsychotic med- medicines. Okay.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Strongly needed. Kind of the same thing. There's a problem. Her doctor either didn't fax in the, the refill request or she faxed it into the wrong place. Um, there was some question as to whether it had to go to Arizona for the request or it had to go to Wilkesbury, barre Pennsylvania. Um, okay. Either way, I know. Okay.
0: It's kind of odd so, places, but to, all yeah, right, sure.
1: But, you know, I'm looking on my card, you know, because on the back of the card, it doesn't have an address. It just has phone numbers. So I tell her doctor, here's the phone number. Can you just call them? She says, I don't do phone numbers. I don't call phone numbers. So I'm like, well, they're saying they didn't get your fax. So, Mm -hmm. you know, can you resend it? And she's like, sure. Yes. I'm like, you don't seem to understand. Uh, Daughter uh, is not on her medication. So it means she's been up pacing for like three days in a row. And I I I'm out of blood pressure, but I say, I need that blood pressure medicine because she's up three days in a row. But I'm like, holy crap, what is the deal? Is it really this hard to, you know, manage people's medications? I called the doctor and I'm like, okay, listen, she still doesn't have her antipsychotic medication. Right. She right. needs it. She can't go without it. They said, okay, well, we'll send in a 30-day supply to your local pharmacy. So I call the local pharmacy. Oh, yeah, they have it, but they won't give it to me. Unless I want to pay full price, $600 for her 30-day supply, (laughs) because insurance won't pay for it because it's coming to us supposedly in the mail. I'm like, you're going to be kidding me. I'm going to pay $600 because somebody else screwed up? It's just ridiculous. And why does it cost so much? Why is it six hundred dollars for for this one little thirty day supply of this stupid medication?
0: Right. Well, I, the the cost of medicine is what's got me. Uh, I mean, I, I've talked to you about this uh, off air, obviously, but yeah, I'm on asthma medicine. I I take asthma medicine every day. I've yeah. had to ever since I was a kid. Um, and it used to be I could afford it very easily. Inhalers were like nothing, like five yeah. bucks, six bucks. Yeah. Yeah and then my monthly medicine would be like 10, 15. Now yeah. the monthly medicine is like hundreds of dollars. yeah the The, the uh, emergency inhaler that, that I, I don't need all the time, uh-huh. um, that's like 45 dollars.
1: Yeah. And I was going for allergy shots too. There's, um, for this whole past year, sometimes I have seasonal allergies. Yeah. So last year, I went and um, they got me on allergy shots. It's like one shot every eight weeks for this Ficenra. Uh, so I'm notified by my drug company, Caremark, <laughs> the specialty pharmacy part, that um, they're not going to refill the Fasenra until I go see the doctor because they want to see that the medication has really made me improve over the year. So mm. they need the doctor to send medical reports and they, they're not just going to pay for it again. So I call the doctor and they're like, oh, yeah, you're going to have to come in. OK, well, when can I come in? May. I can come in in mm. May. I'm like, OK, well. So from now till May, no allergy shots, and I'm supposed to go in and show you that it made me better? How, how's that going to work? It's just crazy. It's crazy. Yeah,
0: I don't, I don't understand it either.
1: <laughs> and like I said, I don't know if it's well, I- insurance company, uh, pharmacy, uh, you know, just some mismanagement somewhere, but why can't people just get their medications at a reasonable price, you know? What about well, people who yeah. don't have insurance? They they don't they just don't deserve medication.
0: Yeah, well, what happened with me was the doctor said, uh, "Well, this is new stuff on the market. It's great. It it works great. When we try on it, they the the company does this thing where they're giving it to you at a discounted rate. Uh huh. And then they hook in with that. And then when yeah. the discount runs out, then the pharmacy is like, "Well, you have to pay full price." It's like, yeah, so I was paying ten dollars a month, and then they go, "Well, the." The coupon doesn't work anymore, so um, it's one hundred and eighty dollars. And I was like, "Oh my god!" What about the insurance? They go, "That is with the insurance. Without the insurance, it
1: would be four hundred dollars." Like unbelievable, <laughs> so, unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, what if you were on on social security or something? You know, I don't it's just know. ridiculous.
0: I, I've had people tell me I should contact the the drug company and see if they have yeah. a program or something. But the problem is, any of that stuff, it's like. Don't do it for a little while, and then yeah. it runs out. And now, now yep. you've been taking it, so it's like I really want to find something that I can afford that I can yeah. keep taking, and not have to like keep going to the doctor to get new prescriptions.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, but it's so. like they they're making it, they're pricing
0: people out of like uh, quality of life, really.
1: I, I maybe they're just hoping people just. Drop dead, don't need the medication anymore.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, unless you have money, you can't really afford to get it. I mean, they go, okay, well, you have insurance. Well, the insurance doesn't really cover a whole lot anymore.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like our
0: insurance, every year our companies comes to us and goes, listen, uh, they're raising the rates again. Yeah. So uh, either you guys will have to pay a lot more money every month or we're going to have to get rid of this, this, and this. Yeah. And so we've given up so much. It's like the insurance was great when I first started with the company. It was, they paid for a lot. Now it's like the deductible Uh, is crazy. And Yeah, mine too. I'm paying practically out of pocket for most everything. So like, why do we even have the insurance?
1: You know, and last year my company came to us and said, okay, um, this was for the beginning of 2022. They said, just to warn you, um, you have to like meet certain requirements before the end of the year. Otherwise it'll, it's going to be an extra $50 a month per person for your insurance payment. So I'm like $50, like if you're a smoker, you have to join a, uh quit smoking, you know, whatever group or, or something you got to right. prove that you're trying to um, increase your health sort of thing. Like if you're <laughs> okay. overweight, you have to like prove that you lose weight. If you're, I can't even think of what it, if you don't exercise, you know, anywhere you, you have to prove, to prove that you've joined driving. some, yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, it's like fifty dollars a person. So I'm thinking, okay, well, that's you know, first of all, it's a pain for me, but I I did it so that you I, I you smoking? know, I stopped smoking, <laughs> <laughs> I stopped drinking. Stopped hanging around with people who did. No. But um I attended their classes. They had this thing where if you attend these online class things, that's good enough. And if you they you get um your doctor to fill out this form that says, Okay, you're healthy, then you know, that's good enough for them. So this year, anyway, I made it. I don't know about next year. I'm going to have to try again. I'll have to do some more classes or something. But um I'm like, well, what about like my daughter? You know, there's no way she's going to be attending any of these classes. <laughs> and <laughs> she doesn't smoke. So like, you know, what's the deal? What are people doing about like their husband who maybe doesn't want to quit smoking? Now they got to pay $50 for him a month. It's just ridiculous. You know, really? You're yeah. going to make me pay a month? because I don't want to go to your stupid classes. And then, so some of the classes I join, I I join online, which is fine, but they're doing, okay, we're doing yoga today. Breathe in, breathe out. Okay. Picture yourself. I'm like, for this, I got, I got to sit through 45 (laughs) minutes of yoga. Just pay the 50 bucks a month. Yeah. To not have to pay 50 (laughs) bucks a month. I would just be like,
0: look, just take the money. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but um like i said i don't know i gotta figure out for next year how i'm gonna get around that because they figure i took the classes last year it's not gonna work this year anyway How's okay so that's my rant insurance companies medication prices doctors who screw up and uh make our life miserable
0: you know that was like four episodes of rants
1: <laughs> <laughs> i know Yeah, I know, we but, can
0: always circle back I to can... some of them later on don't worry about it we... okay Okay, good. Okay. so I've got one that I think is going to be a little controversial. All right. Alec is Baldwin. It, oh, oh, I love this one. Okay, so what? which
1: side are you on?
0: Okay, first of all, let me start off by saying that I don't really give a shit about Alec Baldwin. I know he's uh-huh. an asshole. I've seen yep. him in interviews. I've heard the voicemail message where he was yelling at his daughter. Oh, yeah. And calling her a little piggy or whatever. Yeah. Like 20 years ago, but still, you know. But still, yeah. I know he comes off as a dick. And maybe he well, is come a on.
1: dick. I, I he is really... a dick. He is a dick. I know he, he lives He probably in is.
0: I, I really is. have no idea. I've never met the man. I, I don't really know. But involuntary what? manslaughter. So and you, think, I he Do you well, think he should okay, be charged so with nothing? Well, okay. So I'll get to that in a 2nd they okay. You're saying they're charging him and they're charging uh, the head armor or whatever her name is. Right. With involuntary manslaughter. Okay. Let's go back to 1993. Uh-huh. They're filming in the movie The Crow. Right. Brandon Lee comes in the door. Actor Michael Massey is supposed to point a gun at him and shoot. And the gun right. is, is loaded with blanks. Right. But a something had gotten lodged in the barrel of the gun. Right. A piece of metal or something from an earlier scene. Yeah. And when he fired the blank, the force of the, the shot of the blank threw the metal object out. Right. So it acted as a bullet. Right.
1: And killed him. Yeah.
0: Right. And killed him. Now. Did anyone afterwards yell that Michael Massey should have checked the gun and he should have made sure there was nothing in the gun and it was safe to use? Did anyone say he should be charged with anything? No,
1: because obviously it was an accident and right. He's not a gun expert.
0: Right, he's an actor. He right. was handed the gun and said, "Here, yeah. it's it's safe to use or it's right. a cold gun." I don't know. I don't know what the terminology. I know some people are going. They tell you it's a cold gun, meaning it's safe to use. Some people say they don't even say that. They're just like, yep, we checked it out. It's safe to use. Whatever. And probably, in some cases, they just hand the gun to the actor and go, here, just fire, you know, point and shoot. Right, because they're expecting
1: nothing's going to happen. They're just actors. They're
0: not supposed to be firearms experts. Right. It was just considered a great tragedy, and and that was it, and everybody moved on. Nobody shouted that this guy should be charged with anything. Nobody – and nothing. Nothing. Right. I don't even think there was a civil suit against anybody involved in this movie.
1: Yeah, I don't think so. I think they just thought it was a big tragedy.
0: Okay, Alec Baldwin. Uh, I understand that there's at least 70 million people in this country that don't <laughs> like him. And I know why. Yeah. Because he portrayed Trump in SNL skits for four years. Uh-huh. But, you know, he didn't write those skits.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's he's an like actor. he was
0: sitting at home and it was like, Lauren Michaels, I'm going to come in on, and I've got the skit I wrote I want to do <laughs> yeah he i mean just,
1: he's an actor he was acting right you know yeah
0: okay. he yeah he did it now maybe he could have not made trump look so
1: stupid i don't know uh, i mean they're but doing that, they're doing biden right now they're making you know they're making fun of biden because he's the current president I mean, on snl been, so it's just the just show they came do.
0: on they yeah. made fun of every president they do that. that's true
1: yeah um
0: well the we'll way back to nixon
1: okay so, so alec it, kind of their
0: job so yeah People hate him because of his politics. They hate him because uh, he's a jerk of portrayal of Trump because of the things he said. <laughs> yeah, that's not a reason to charge somebody with involuntary manslaughter. It's not a reason that's... to send somebody to jail because you don't like him. Right. Is he responsible for involuntary manslaughter? And my my feeling is, look, if he was drunk and he was mm-hmm. walking around the set, <laughs> aiming the gun at everybody going, uh-huh. you know, I'm going to shoot you, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. OK, I go. OK. All right. Obviously, this guy, you know. Mm mm-hmm. But he's an actor. He came yeah. on the set. They yeah. handed him the gun mm-hmm. uh, that they, they said, do this, do this. They did a couple of rehearsal things. Yeah. And then he fired the gun. He says he didn't pull right. the trigger.
1: Yeah. I don't but know. They're he saying he the had to have. They said he had to have. I don't maybe know. Maybe he I'm not did. I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you know, he did. But he wouldn't have thought. You know,
0: the hammer might have caught on his coat. You know, yeah. when he pulled it out. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know either. Even if he did, mm-hmm.
1: he did what the director told him to do. Right. He was okay, handed so the gun. What? Take him out of the e- equation. This is right. Joe Schmo, just normal Joe. He's an actor. He's handed the gun. He, right. you know, he's doing a scene. It, the gun goes off. Somebody gets hurt, gets killed, whatever. So, okay. So maybe they wouldn't charge him. But does that mean nobody should be charged for having a loaded no. gun? On the set, I mean no, somebody. that's not what
0: I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, right. I my feeling is if this had been Tom Hanks,
1: people right. would go, oh, yeah.
0: oh my god, what a tragedy. Yeah, Tom Hanks must be devastated. Sure. But the problem is because it's someone like Alec Baldwin who is yeah. very uh volatile, let's say. Yeah. yeah. Uh and,
1: yeah.
0: And, and 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 a lot of people don't like him right, right. away. They're like, That motherfucker should go to prison. He but right. Yeah, no, and, I agree. Yeah. He should have known. And then I see all these people online going, "He should have. He should have checked the gun. He, he should, should have, have checked done. the gun. Yeah. You never point a gun at somebody unless you know. Oh, Look, please. It happens all the time. Sure, okay? it does. Even gun yeah. owners who claim who claim to be experts. Yeah. Accidentally shoot people sometimes. It just That's happens. That's right. They're there's, like, there's, "I didn't
1: know it was loaded. You know, we were just fooling around. Right. I was cleaning my gun, and you know, accidentally shot my best friend.
0: I feel <laughs> like they're pushing this on him because because of who he is. I agree. And, and, and they don't like him. What's more interesting to me is that the assistant director, David Halls, yeah. uh, is the guy that handed him the gun and, said yeah. it was, and told him it was safe to use. Yeah. David Halls was going to be charged also, but he entered a plea agreement. And part what of his he plea he- agreement... Is yeah. he going to testify against Alec Baldwin and the and yeah. the head armor
1: chick? See, I disagree with them doing that crap. You know, they're like, "Right, oh, we're going to let you off scot free, but you got to do what we want now. You're right. our bitch." The guy <laughs>
0: that handed him the gun and said, yep. it's safe to use." Yeah, is testifying against him and the other woman. That, that's you know, ridiculous. The one that was in charge of. Now he was a producer on the movie.
1: Yeah, is see, he that's what i Responsible from that.
0: Well, yeah, is he? I okay. If he is, I mean, if the family had brought a civil action against him and the other producers, I'd be like, yeah. okay, I understand that. The woman died. Yeah. They're responsible. They were responsible yeah. for the safety on the set. They, right. It's their and fault they hired someone who was inexperienced.
1: Supposedly, they had had other safety issues happen on the set in the weeks prior to this right. that made it a problem. So,
0: And supposedly, there was warnings and stuff, yeah, and yeah. producers didn't uh i guess didn't take it seriously or didn't i don't right. know they didn't do anything i don't know
1: right but so the somebody... other
0: producers aren't being charged with anything
1: right no i agree it's it's more like um a civil suit uh why aren't they death. looking to see who so there, there's reports
0: that they there were live rounds were brought on the set and crew members yeah. were taking the guns out and doing target practice with the guns. right i
1: heard that too yeah um
0: yeah. why aren't they being charged with anything they brought live rounds onto a film set where they're, where they're using guns i mean
1: yeah yeah
0: so I, no. I feel like this is like mob mentality. It's like, all right, yeah. let's get this frigging guy. We, yep. Now's our chance. He's been talking bad about our boy for four years.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now yeah. we,
0: now we can railroad him. And again, yeah. this isn't really, uh, as far as I'm concerned, this isn't a politics thing. I don't really care about right. Al
1: Baldwin. I yeah. just feel like, yeah, let's why, be reasonable. Why are, trying,
0: why are you trying to charge this guy with manslaughter when, like, yeah. I feel like it's really an accident? If you want to yeah. bring a civil suit against him. Uh, fine sure yeah Yeah. i'd be all for that you know even when i talk about someone who killed somebody how about john landis who
1: yeah back in 1981
0: killed an actor and two kids yeah by his filmmaking yeah and that guy got off yeah went on to direct more movies yeah and
1: and anybody who doesn't know what i'm
0: talking about look at the the twilight zone movie yeah back in was it 1982 it came out there yeah. were books that have been written about this whole thing. And yeah. if, you don't, if you don't want to read, <laughs> um, there's actually a great podcast called Behind the Bastards where they do a two-episode uh, thing on John Landis. And they talk yeah. about all the sneaky, conniving shit he did behind the scenes to, first of all, he disregarded all kinds of safety measures. Yeah. He did all kinds of stuff. He is directly responsible for those three people getting killed on set Yeah, and got away with it
1: i know i agree i loved and it was vic Mora was the actor that was killed right and um two little i think vietnamese children uh, yeah like
0: that were six and seven or something
1: yeah and not wow. only killed but it was horribly they were horribly yeah. killed yeah so um yeah he he got away with it but um no i see what you're saying though about alec baldwin too it's it's like well we don't like him so we're going to push this and, and we're going to charge him because Sometimes I think the prosecuting attorneys just want to do it to get their name in the paper.
0: Well, that's the other know? thing. They're, they're bringing in a special prosecutor for this case. OK, if it's such an open and shut case, why are you bringing in a special prosecutor? Yeah. Right. If, if somebody higher up is like, all right, we're going to nail this fucking guy. That's right. That's right. So let's make sure, you know, let's cut a deal with this assistant director. Let's make yeah. sure he's going to testify. I don't know. I'm sure people are going to listen to this and go, no, you know, just because he's rich and famous doesn't mean you should get away with it. Yeah. Okay. But you got to think if it was somebody else.
1: Right. If you're you right. Know. If it was Tom Hanks, nobody right. would want that to go to court. Nobody. Right. They'd be like, Tom so... Hanks, he's the number one guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Leave Tom I saw Hanks him... alone. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him in that movie, uh, Sully, Tom Hanks. Yeah. Um, you know, I got to say, I was like, how dare they t- put Tom Hanks uh, under review for not. Saving those people on that plane, you know, I was like, okay, well, I know it was Tom Hanks, but it just made me really love that character, Sully. Okay, (laughs) I would stand up and give him a standing ovation, too, if Sully came in the room. You're like, thank you for saving those people, Tom. I mean, Sully. (laughs) But um, yeah, I think it's totally they're just totally overboard with uh, Alec Baldwin because they don't like him because, well, various reasons, like you said. And I, I don't like that they offer the producer, director. Who was it? Assistant director, him? David Halls, Yeah, Yeah, yeah um, I read oh, that you, he
0: he heard that they were going to bring charges against him and he quickly yeah. went to them and was like, um, so what
1: can we do about this? Yeah, see, that sucks. That and
0: sucks. yeah, and part of the plea agreement is that you got to testify yeah. against Ali Baldwin. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that seems a
1: little biased. Uh, yeah, I totally agree.
0: I mean, he was the guy who handed him the gun. He might put the bullet in there.
1: Yeah, it's just not right. <laughs>
0: I mean, he. Did, I'm sure he didn't put the bullet. I don't. I'm,
1: I'm sure don't he get over this I'm just saying. I'm. I'm just imagining yeah. like what ifs. Okay. What well, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't, don't know. know. Don't you think sometimes the? Okay. I'm not going to rant against police, but don't you think sometimes people who want to win their case kind of push um, for just something, any little crumb of evidence that they can use to get their way you know kind of like okay well if you if you say that you saw him do this that you Mm -hmm. saw him you know throwing the gun around or whatever then um well then you get off free you know scot free now i'm not telling you to lie i want you to tell the truth right but if you happen to have seen that and you say that in court we're gonna drop the charges you know, give me a break.
0: Right. Or, or they're like, what is the truth, really? No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> not,
1: it's subjective. not that smart to say that. <laughs> it's very subjective. Okay, well, do I have time to tell you an, a story about a situation that happened? Um, not that, you know, but sure. with law enforcement. Okay, so way back in my younger years, okay, I was camping with some friends, and we had yeah. gone to this quarry, and we're just camping out overnight. It was me and I think three or four other people. And in the middle of the night, on the other side of the quarry, we hear these gunshots, very loud gunshots. And we're like, okay, what the heck's going on? Well, it turned out some teenagers had gotten a shotgun and some old car. And they were target practicing with this shotgun and this old car. And they were just smashing up the old car with this shotgun, taking turns. But the people I was with, some of the macho guys said... Well, we're going to go and check it out to make sure everything's safe for us. So they kind of snuck over there and and mm. looked and then they came back and reported, OK, well, it's just some teenagers screwing around. It's not like some mob hit. So, OK, so we, you know, we go to sleep. They're still over there doing whatever they do. And um, pretty soon uh, we're woken up in the middle of the night by the cops. Okay. Uh, shining the flashlight. Now, what are you doing? Well, you know, what are you doing here? Blah, blah, blah. Did you see anything? Uh, you know, we're checking out this, the situation that happened with guns and okay, well, we didn't see anything. We don't know anything. So the next day we're going to leave. Right. right. And the cops um, surround the car and make us go to the police station to talk to them because they want to get to the bottom of exactly what happened. So okay. they separate us and they interview us separately. And, two cops were talking to me and they're like, okay, what did you say? I said, listen, I didn't say anything. Cause I didn't go over there. I, I stayed right by my, you know, my little tent and I minded my own business and I didn't see a thing. So then the one cop is like, listen, we know this kid did it. He's a bad kid. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we're going to put him in a lineup. Maybe you could look at the lineup. And if you happen to, you know, see him and point him, I'm like, I just told you I didn't see a thing because I didn't go over there. I mean, talk to these other guys if they saw him, you know, whatever. But I wasn't there. Yeah, but if you just look at the lineup and maybe because this this is a bad kid. We know he did it. We know he did it. I'm like, okay, did you not get that I didn't see a thing? First of all, I was way on the other side of the quarry. I couldn't tell you if it was a man, woman, child, midget, whatever. I couldn't tell because I didn't go over there. This guy kept pressing me. He wanted me to point out this kid that he was sure had done it. And I'm thinking, maybe it wasn't even that kid. Maybe it's just this cop believes in it so much. He's trying to convince me that I testify and say that this kid did it. And I'm like, no, you don't get it. (laughs) So I withstood the pressure. But they I mean, they talked to me for two freaking hours and of course, my story didn't change. I didn't see a thing. I don't know this kid. I don't know what happened. I didn't see. That was it. But it just, it made me upset to realize that this cop is pushing me to point Mm -hmm. out the one that he wants to take the fall for this. So I think they they do that sometimes. They're like, we know this person did it. All you have to do is you Mm -hmm. saw him, right? You saw him. Well, you're pretty sure you saw him. Well, it could have been him, right? You know. Next thing you know, this kid or this guy is in trouble and you're convinced that you're doing the right thing oh yeah i saw him that was him he's a bad guy he did that it kid, i know he did it
0: that cake grew up to be john Hinckley jr <laughs> 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 well yeah i think it does happen quite a bit like yeah. you said they do push yeah. it out. i i knew another story of a guy i knew years ago um who was uh charged with a crime and they gave mm-hmm. a bunch of pictures they did like a picture lineup to the witness yeah and the person they were looking for had blonde hair and <laughs> he was the only one with blonde hair in the picture lineup every every oh picture God. they used oh, for the other yeah. people were all like yeah. all people were like dark hair brown hair you know yeah so uh, i was like of course the witness is going to pick out the one guy with blonde hair
1: yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> that's him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah Um, in fact the witness even said on the stand was like well you know he had blonde hair so i figured it had to be that one
1: that's not right (laughs)
0: yeah but i know Uh, i mean listen he was he was guilty as hell don't get me wrong but yeah um you know it's just funny the way the cops were like made sure that the witness picked the right person
1: yeah that's true
0: all right Um, can we wrap this
1: one up yep let's wrap it up
0: all right i don't have a sign off yet so i don't know like Okay. See you next time. I don't know. Something like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Good night and have a pleasant tomorrow. Nice. <laughs>